Good morning to everyone. We actually figured out how to get my uh, video on screen to start so you don't have three or four minutes of, of black screen today. And today's topic or quote of the day, as I'm calling it, the happiness lie. Um, happiness is not a station you arrive at, but a manner of traveling. And Margaret Lee Runback, that was uh, her quote. And I think that one, first of all, anytime I, I do any kind of social media or I share anything on social media, um, it's designed, I want to, my big purpose when I, whether I'm, you know, coaching or teaching or doing a course or I'm always sharing things to make people think. I want to get people to think for themselves and come to their own conclusions. I'm always challenging my own views. I, I, I watch people that I agree with. I watch people I disagree with. I watch coaches that I don't necessarily agree with everything they do. I watch coaches that I think uh, are on the right path. I always watch and look at everything. And I always compare it to my own model and my own worldview. And I always look back at nature. Nature is kind of my barometer of uh, and history i'm a huge history nerd so i think this is one of the biggest lies that our society has fallen um trap that's fallen that we've fallen into especially with when you have societies like the roman empire and 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 societies in the past that had all these indulgences um the chasing and the pursuit of happiness becomes the number one focus and i think think you know corporations like disney you know they lived happily ever after or you know if i'm not happy i'm going to you know i'm going i'm going to be happy when i own this car i'm going to be happy when i make this much money i'm going to be happy uh, when i lose 10 pounds i'm going to be happy if i get this girl or i'm going to be happy when or happy and then you get that thing and you're not happy um and that, that's the whole quote it's it's a station it's something you experience but it's not the end result the end goal or the end result right the the some of the things that have made me who i am and have helped me improve the most were the most some of the most miserable times in my life but even in that misery i experienced some forms of joy and happiness right but the actual process and the actual discontent is what really makes life worth living and if you look at modern world, one of the things that we've taken out of the modern world is the struggle, the struggle to get food. Uh, we've made everything easy. Everything's easy dopamine. You know, you can hit DoorDash and the food is right at your door. It's super convenient. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about the human condition that enjoys the work, enjoys the labor, craves for that. So, you know, I think that's the reason why a lot of people are chasing cheap dopamine today because they, they don't, one, you get dopamine, you actually get um, you actually get beta endorphins from the sun. So I think people are chasing, you know, dopamine and beta endorphins because they aren't getting enough sunlight um, Two, you know, manual labor and things like that provide a lot of fulfillment, especially for men. Um, and we don't, we've taken that out of society. You, you, you basically, you, you come, you buy a house, someone comes, comes and mows your yard. You're not doing any real work. You aren't exposed to different temperatures. You're not exposed to to the elements, which makes us our biology. You know, you know, people's grip strengths are going down. 
people's overall fitness compared to like the 1950s is ridiculously low. This also basically um, lowers your ability to handle intensity, right? And that's why I'm always talking about don't use intensity as your only tool because most people don't have the base to support the foundation to actually have positive adaptations to that intensity. So the point being is, is that understanding that happiness is something you experience, but you're not going to stay there. Like you just can't live in a constant state of happiness. You can have contentment, right? And you can find joy even in difficult situations. I also think the, the, the erosion of faith in our culture and our society is a big part of the reasons we're struggling so much right now, because a lot of people look at this world and they're like, this is all there is to it. I've got to experience as much pleasure and as much um, free dopamine as I possibly can, because there's nothing after this. This is the only thing there is where in the past people had faith. They believe there's consequences to their actions. They believe there is an afterlife. You know, some people still do, but most people today have completely written off any kind of faith. And, uh, that has consequences. People are willing to, you know, to say, Hey, you know, like, you know, live, you know, I'm going to live, I'm going to do all the things I can now because there's nothing, there's nothing after this, you know? So that kind of leads to people's uh, misery as well. But um, you, you know, and, and we'll always, we'll always counsel people, always tell people, and I've heard several prominent physique um bodybuilder type people say this where you know everything is based on their aesthetics and this one prominent bodybuilder who's very well recognized as a, as a coach um professor and he he basically was like look when people come to me and they're like i'll be happy when i lose 10 pounds and he's like no you're not you're not going to be happy when you lose 10 pounds because that that you're always going to be looking for that little bit more. You'll get there and you'll be like, oh, I'm 10 pounds lighter. Oh, uh, this still isn't, you know, I'm still not happy. You know, or I bought the BMW or I've got the girlfriend or what if the girlfriend leaves you, you know? So this whole myth of happiness, enjoy the struggle, enjoy the challenges, embrace them understand that they are a part of getting you getting better and this is a, a mindset we have to install with people that are really in a bad place or are Ill, have illness or they've they've worked so hard that they've burned themselves out understand that you've dug yourself a hole and you're being taught a lesson and sometimes life is just unfair really shitty things happen to really good people and really shitty things happen to really bad people too and understand that nature uh, God, whatever you believe, is trying to teach you something. And a lot of times your struggles, your adversities, your illnesses is nature's way of teaching you the right way to go. So instead of bearing down and doubling down, maybe you need to step back and observe and maybe make a few different choices. Um, just some just some random thoughts for you today. If anybody has any questions, feel free to, to put them in the chat. I'd be happy to answer some questions, but, but really, you know, I, I think, um, our modern world and, and, and Dr. Stillman is, is traveling, has a really cruddy internet connection. So he's not going to be joining uh, me until next week, but we're going to do a better job of getting on here around nine every morning and answering questions. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a verse in, in Psalms that really sums this up is, uh, when I walk through the Valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil when you walk through the valley of shadow of death. Not if, 
And the Constitution of the United States promises us the pursuit of pleasure or the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't promise us happiness. Happiness is not a guarantee. It's something to be enjoyed along the way, right? So once you understand that, I think life becomes much easier. If you look at athletes, you know, people like, you know, Michael Jordans or the Kobe Bryants or the Tom Brady's, and they see them at the Super Bowl or they see them, you know, winning these games. They see, oh, look at the party, look at all, but they didn't see the hundreds of thousands of hours of boring, mundane, you know, mundane practices and eating, you know, eating uh, high quality foods is boring and going to bed early. And, and some of those guys can get away with not doing that stuff. They're few and far between your Dennis Rodman types, right? Your Lawrence Taylor types. Um, those are very few and far between, but the vast, even Lawrence Taylor and those guys, Dennis Rodman did hours of cardio after games and Dennis Rodman would actually watch the basketball in, in uh, Zaya Thomas did incredible, you know, some of these NBA basketball clips on YouTube and Instagram um, is uh, are incredible because Isaiah Thomas goes into how Dennis Rodman would just stand there during warmups and he'd watch both teams. And he's like, Dennis, what are you doing? Dennis was like, I'm watching how many spins come off the ball. Everybody has a different spin, and I'm looking at where the ball goes when they misses so I can predict where the ball's going to go. Like, this is the greatest rebounder of all time. And the dude partied like an animal and did all sorts of drugs, but one of the greatest basketball players, probably one of the greatest athletes in the history of sport. But that's what made him different, right? But you look at these guys, you know, they win the championship. Everyone's like they're driving around in the fancy cars, but they don't see the thousands of hours of film and all the practices and all the work they had to do to become um, amazing. So and that's why I think a lot of athletes do so well in business because they know how to win and lose. Like I played on a, a, a team when I was in middle school. We lost every single game. <laughs> that year, which was good for me because I was just getting started. And if I would have been on a better team, I probably wouldn't have played as much as I did. And I got to get much better because I got to play, um, even though we got trashed. But every year we got a little bit better. And then by the time I I, I, I left that program, we, we went to the championship. Um, we went from a team that hadn't won a game to a team that ran the table. And then, of course, we lost in the final, which happens a lot. But um, athletes know how to win and lose. They know how to play as a team. Um, you have to know how to, after you lose or have a defeat, to come back and reload again. Athletes also know how to work through boring, unexciting practices. Now, a good coach makes things a little bit more fun, but it always can't be fun, right? You have to work through, you have to do the dirty work, whereas a lot of kids that don't play sports, they don't get to experience that. Um, you get to deal with difficult coaches, referees, unfair, the unfairness of life, right? Everybody's being sold today that, oh, you're a special snowflake. You deserve special treatment. And that's just not how life works, unfortunately. And um, uh, Andrew Huberman had a great post about the dangers of giving everyone a trophy. You basically just kill motivation when you do that. And then free dopamine. You don't want to get a big dopamine reward if you didn't have to work for it. That's why things like cocaine are so dangerous because you get free dopamine, this massive hit of dopamine for no work, which does not lead to long-term um, good outcomes. So David asked, how much protein is enough? That's a great question. And the, the answer is, it depends on who you are. Okay. Now there's a difference between having enough protein to survive and having enough protein to thrive, 
right? And that's the, when it comes down to everything. If you're in an emergency situation where there's no food, famine, war, your body's incredibly efficient and it will find a way to live as long as possible. If you look at like World War II, the Battle of Stalingrad, what some of these people endured, you know, the Vietnam, Vietnam War or some of these Japanese soldiers that were on desert islands that had nothing but rice and a few simple things to eat and survive for months and years at a time. The human body is amazing, but to thrive, I would say, you know, the, the, the art, the recommended daily allowance of protein is way too low. Most people I think are going to need about 0.7 uh, grams per, per pound of body weight. I would say a fistful for men. Um, even, even for women, if they're, if you're training hard, I would say a good fistful, at least a palm full of protein and every meal is going to give you like, I I'm 250 pounds. Uh, I'm trying to lean. I want to, I want to get down to about 225, 230. And I'm working on that. Uh, just doing some boxing and some different things. But, you know, my goal is not to be as big as possible anymore. My goal is to be a little more athletic and move well. I try to eat at least 200 grams of protein um, a day. And if I was trying to gain muscle mass, uh, I'd probably bump it up to like 260, 275. So, you know, the average 150 pound guy, 170 pound guy should be getting at least 150. If you're pushing the strength training, you probably want to go to a, a gram per pound. But, you know, most people today aren't even getting close to that. And uh, the things that it's going to do for you, one, it's going to up your metabolism. Two, it's going to improve your sleep. It's going to improve your ability to um, basically uh, recover from workouts. Uh, improve hormone uh, levels, improve, improve stabilization of blood sugar. So, you know, protein is, it should be the, the protein should be the foundation of every meal. And then the other things are kind of like, like condiments. And then you can, you know, you can rotate your carbohydrates seasonally. You can rotate your carbohydrates with your workout. It becomes, you know, then it becomes, how am I going to uh, adjust these things according to my goals, according to the season, all those sort of things. A lot of people get hung up on one diet. They're like, well, I'm going to eat this way. Well, if you look traditional cultures, even the Inuit who ate the majority of their diet was fat and meat uh, because they lived in the Arctic. They even during, you know, in the summers, they would eat more berries and things and they would mix berries into their pemmican. So even them, even the, the Inuit would have seasons where they would eat higher levels of carbohydrates and lower levels of carbohydrates. And all these people's diets would change with the seasons and change with the light cycles. So we, we live in this rare world now where we control and we've created this artificial environment. And I don't really think it's that great for our bio biology. So the more you can get back to working within the context of nature, and that's why I always do my work outside. You know, like that's one of my my non-negotiables is I, I work outside. That's why I'm building a gym in Nicaragua. And we actually have a big announcement here coming soon. We've, we've partnered with somebody who we, Dr. Stillman and I really respect. We use a lot of his information in our practice. We'll be announcing that here soon. Uh, if you want to check out our retreat in Nicaragua, you can go to the link below. Um, and we will be um, doing a testosterone webinar at the end of this month. And you can find a link to that in my link tree as well. We'll actually be giving away some Viva Rays if you watch the webinar and you comment on it. Um, we're also giving away a course. Let me look up what the course is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's great because if you're a lady and you're watching this,
you can say, Hey, you know, and, and you want your, you want your guy to maybe he's not as confident as he used to be. Maybe he's struggling a little bit and you don't want to be a nag. You can say, Hey, I saw Jim Laird and Dr. Stillman talking about men's health and testosterone. Um, how about, uh, how about you check out this, uh, this course. And the cool thing is, is we're giving away a course. Uh, let's see. Giving away a course. I should have looked this up before. I'm terrible. Um, we're giving away a, a course on female hormones. So if you're a dude and you're watching this, you can basically say, you know, if you end up winning this thing, you can say, hey, babe, here's this course that, uh, Here's this course that basically I got for free that you can you can look at if you want to. Uh, and it's by Ashley Rowland, the CEO of Holistic Nutrition. And so it's basically a course. Uh, yeah, it's essentially a course on female hormones. So that's that's something we're giving away as well. So if you you basically log in sign up watch our webinar comment on it leave a comment um you can be entered for the viva rays and then also the uh the course that we're giving away through ashley and i'll have a i'll put a link to that at her her actually in the uh and to viva rays in the in the, the description actually there's viva rays in my link tree that's my preferred um blue blocker people they're great they have a lot of great styles rommel says hello just kind of keep that in mind, though, as you're living your life. Um, I'm no, by no means an authority or an expert, but um, adversity is is here to make us better, to make us learn so we can help other people. And happiness, when you experience it, enjoy it, savor it, but understand that it's not a constant thing. It is not going to be constant. And chasing constant happiness is going to lead to... Um, like serious disappointment. And um, it says, you know, if you look at uh, the song by the birds, turn, 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 there's a season, turn, turn, turn. In your life, there's a season for everything. Joy, hate, happiness, war, peace. All these things come in and out of our lives. And the key is, is to roll with it and just continue with the process of becoming a better person, helping other people and not focusing on looking for something to make you happy. <clears throat> when you stop looking for happiness, you will you will trip over it continuously. And that's one of the things that I've learned. So until tomorrow, have a great day.